What's up, pool sceners? Jim here, and I want to give you guys a big spoiler warning, a big spoiler alert. Kevin and I went to go see F9, The Fast Saga, this past week, and we decided to sit down after we watched it and give you guys our very first spoiler cast. So, if you guys want to go see F9, The Fast Saga, I would say wait to listen to this episode until after you see it. If you don't care about the movie, listen to it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So, Kevin and I are huge F9 fans. We're huge Fast and the Furious franchise fans. Kick back and enjoy one last time. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We are going to tell you spoilers about F9, the Fast Saga. See you on the flip side, pool sceners. I didn't think when they finally went to space, it would be in a Pontiac Fiero. Greatest movie of all time. Pool sceners. Jim and I just came from the theater, an XD screening of F9. Oh my God. This is the pool scene podcast. After hours, fast and furious F9 spoiler cast. That's official right. title. Oh my God. This was everything I wanted and more. Everything I wanted and more. It's so good. Spoiler cast obviously means we will be talking in depth about F9, Fast and Furious 9, which is only in theaters. We are happy to have you, but if you haven't seen the movie and or you don't want it spoiled, hold off. Please resume this episode when you have. Otherwise, if you have seen the movie or don't mind spoilers, hang on for the ride. Oh my God. It's such, it's this movie. The official title, Kevin, is F9, The Fast Saga. So, oh, it is? Yeah, it's F9, the Fast Saga. Oh. So they have finally embraced the fact that everybody wants this to be ridiculous. And now they're like, you know what? We're going to give you everything you fucking want. You want space? We'll give you fucking space. You want this? We're going to fucking give it to you. Oh, yeah. It's like people who questioned in, was that seven, when like Letty gets ejected and Dom jumps out of a moving car and catches her. <laughs> How many fucking ejections and are in, there in, in this movie? In eight, when Hobbs dives out of a window during an explosion with Elena, just falls 60 feet or more, lands on top of a car, and they're fine. Time this, movie, this movie's like, all of that, yes, and more. Yes, it's, it's F9 with 35 ejections. Yeah, you want to jump a car off a cliff and have it be caught by an airplane? Sure. You want to ride wanna, a nine-mile zip line? Yes. Yeah, you want to jump a car off a cliff, have a piece of a bridge cord somehow wrap around your wheel long enough to swing you and then release you perfectly back into driving? Sure, we're going to do all of that. You don't think you could ever see John Cena? Guess what? We saw John Cena in this movie. He looks like Ernest P. World. Like Jim Varney. Did a really good job. I will give John Cena a lot of credit. I'm a little disappointed because a lot of people, and there's a script apparently or something, and a lot of people are talking about a rock scene, a Batista movie, and Batista said no thanks. You talked about it, and I totally agree. Missed Hobbs in this. Yeah. Because this has been perfect for the Hobbs character. Yeah, I, I really do. And, and they have... Some of the Hobbs sensibilities, like uh, Roman drives a, a tank-like vehicle at one point. 
That would have been Hobbs normally. Yes. And I guess they're saving it for Hobbs to do Hobbs and Shaw two or three or four, however many they're going to do. The thing is, though, like I told Kevin after we saw the movie, after we did our post-game wrap-up at BW3s, Roman is the smartest character in this movie. It's the smartest character. Everybody shits on him because Roman is, by rights, he's being written as the comic relief. And totally understandable, he's a perfect character to be that comic relief in a, whenever you could literally have seriousness in this movie because it is so ridiculous, so over the top. But Roman even brings up in certain points, like, don't you find it weird that we have blown up submarines, blown up all this shit, and none of us have a scratch on, on yeah. any of us, and we're still here. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're See, that's, exactly that's, right. They're poking fun at themselves. That's what I like. Because Love it. In these movies, not just this one, in all of these movies, there's people firing machine guns, like four or five people firing machine guns at point blank, and they never get shot. And Robin brings up the fact that he has 14 bullet holes in his bulletproof vest, and he's fine. Yeah. But you know what? Thank God Justin Lin came back. Yeah. Before we get to more of this discussion, Jim, tell us, uh, so we're, this is Wednesday, June 30th. Yes. The movie, I believe released what last Friday, the 25th, it released on the 25th. Approximately in five days and, and it did get released overseas sooner, but in five days, what is our box office first budget? Vice versa. Well, right now F nine, the fast saga is currently sitting at 412.2 million so far. So it's doubled its budget. Okay. Budget was what? 200, 200. Okay. So that's pretty It's on its way to a billion. Yeah, it'll make a billion. Probably surpass all of the other movies for a couple reasons. One, it's the ninth movie in a series. Two, people are excited to get back. Like this was your first time back first in, time. in a while. Yep. I saw Cruella, which was good also. All right, I'm going to give you the full plot. So Jim, when you feel inclined to discuss any particular part, stop me and we'll dive in. Now we still will probably do like a best scenes portion. Talk about a couple of things yeah. that I'm going to. Because I'm, I'm gonna glo- I'm gonna give you the idea of the plot. And oh, it's an idea. <laughs> we'll go back and fill in the uh, gaps of the moments that stick out. The movie opens with a flashback of Dom as a teenager watching his dad race, which pays off his mention in the very first movie yeah. that yes, his dad they, was an NASCAR driver and he died. They reference this exactly in previous movies that he saw his dad die on the track. Dom's brother Jacob is also there. We see their dad. He essentially, his engine fails. There's some rivalry between him and another driver. His engine fails right when another driver is essentially rubbing or, or going to bump him. He up. gives him the pit maneuver. He gives him pit maneuver. He bumps him and goes into the catch fence. Goes in catch fence, blows up, instant death type of thing. After the death, Dom and his brother are going to sign some papers. The driver who is responsible is there and basically saying, you know, what an idiot, what happened? He knew I was going to do that, that sort of thing. And Dom essentially starts beating him with a wrench and inevitably kills him. I believe, isn't that? The, I, in the first I mean, movie? he did jail time for it, but I don't know if well, he in the first him. movie, they reference that he spent two years in Lompoc because of it. What is he? Vince Neil? Yeah. You kill someone. You just <laughs> serve like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, while basically once, Dom is in jail. He kind of realizes his brother, he remembers his brother working on the engine. So later on, he realizes, wait a minute, Jacob's probably responsible for this. Which is the big reason why Jake went to the dark side. Yes, because Dom made him leave. He de him. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So when we return to the present, 
Dom and Letty are living retired in seclusion with little Brian. So they live like in a, On a farmhouse, basically like a farmhouse where nothing works. Dom's teaching uh, little Brian to work on like a tractor or something. And, you know, Letty comes out and says, eh, hot water doesn't work anymore. That sort of thing. Well, while they're doing that conveniently, Roman Tej and Ramsey show up unannounced to say that they've received an encrypted distress video from Mr. Nobody. Now, Dom instantly realizes in this video that his brother Jacob's involved. And Dom's not going to go because he's like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Brian doesn't do this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And he recognizes them through the necklace. Right. Yes, exactly. So when Letty decides she's going, I think Dom feels obliged. He goes along. So the crew find and investigate the wreckage of Mr. Nobody's last whereabouts. He's left something for them. So essentially he's left a code that only they would know. And Ramsey cracks it. And it's a part of a weapon device called Ares. Then they go to Mr. Nobody's secret safe house where Mia arrives because Mia is Dom's sister. Who's so married to Brian. He's married to Brian. So she says, this is my brother too. So when she knows that, because Letty called her, said, you know, Jacob's involved. So Mia shows up. No Brian, but Mia. Jacob works for someone named Otto, who's the, I think he's like the son of a dictator. And unless you didn't know who Otto was, he wears a big fucking name tag, like employee of the month. And by the way, they have Cypher, the villain from part eight, who me and you both cannot stand at held, all. Held captive in a glass box. Now, Charlize Theron is a great actress, and I feel like she is pulling more of an emotional performance out of some of these actors because she's the best actor that's probably been in this series, you know, arguably. But even more than Kurt Russell, you think? Well, Russell's role is a little bit different. Yeah, so true. Russell's role is like comedic almost. And like uh, she's the foil. She's the bad. Yeah. She's the so bad. but in the last movie, she had dreadlocks. In this movie, she has like the worst bowl cut. 1996 bowl cut. She looks like she's in BTS. <laughs> but uh, she's held captive in a glass box. I don't understand how or why. But we learned that the other half of the weapon, Ares, is in London or, or Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Edinburgh, rather. Letty and Mia locate Han in Tokyo. Han's alive! Han's alive. He's back! We find out that Han has been working for Mr. Nobody, and he's also taken in a girl named Ellie, who's the daughter of the scientist who invented Ares. And it was Mr. Nobody that made it look like Han died in the explosion thanks to Deckard Shaw. Yeah, so essentially this Ares device, I think it what it controls all the weapons on Earth. It controls or everything. It can basically send everything into the dark angels. Kind of a play off of God's eye. Yeah. It's ramped up. Right. But as a weapon. Yes. So in this, they say it's 50 years ahead of its time. And these two scientists invent it. Well, everybody's kind of after the thing. So they get ganked. And Han kind of, you know, he takes in their daughter and teaches her to be a badass killer. Which, why he's like a sniper now, I, I don't know. There's also a ton of killing in this movie. There's a yeah. ton of death in this. Yes. It's amazing. So, Roman and Tej go recruit Sean Boswell, Twinkie, and Earl Who, who you remember from our Tokyo Drift episode. Apparently, they're now working on rocket technology and having some struggles with food. Let's, let's, okay. When they revealed themselves, Kevin and I are sitting in a the theater, Lucas Black. He just lost a ton of weight and somehow Bow Wow gained all the weight he used to be. Yeah, not not to crack at people's no, weight, but, but it's like when you bring back characters and they don't really look like themselves, it's... Well, you remember when Lucas Black was in 
seven. Yeah, and he meets with Dom. He was he looked He's like supposed a, to, it's supposed to be the same as three, but it, he looks he gained like a lot of weight in age. In this, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, so this all leads essentially to Jacob stealing a super-powered electromagnetic device, or that they they had it already, I guess. And a chase follows where the good guys take that device, and then they equip their cars with this magnet, super magnet. So we yeah. get this really cool chase scene involving magnets. So in the end, the end of this scene, at least, Jacob and Otto have the device, the Ares which they're attempting to activate. However, Otto has allowed Cypher to get into his head. And she, he's been enamored. He's uh, let her out of the box and he's freed her. So now they turn on Jacob and Jacob is then saved and rescued by Mia and Dom. By another ejection sequence. Yes, another ejection sequence. And, oh, I failed to mention, Tej and Roman go to space. Yes, they went to space. That's right. Using Sean's rocket technology, they're launched into space to disable the satellite connection. So Ares needs a satellite in order to connect, and they need to disable that satellite. But here's the thing, Kevin. Did they go up in a space shuttle? No. No. Did they go up in a high-flying plane, Kevin? No. They went up in a 1986 Pontiac Fiero 2M4. Yeah. Sean, who can now fly a plane. Somehow he is Maverick. He went from... Uh, we do get a Top Gun Maverick reference in that, by the way. When they first meet the Tokyo Drift guys, they go, when they're working on that rocket car, I believe it was Tej or Roman, it says... Who do you think you are, a Top Gun Maverick? Okay. Sean and Earl fly this plane to 50,000 feet, and then Tej and Roman then eject off of the top of the plane and <sighs> rocket themselves into outer space. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, and my then, God. And then, which I won't mention it here but or later at least, but they get end up having to be rescued by like the space station. Yeah, the International because Space Station. Because they're going to use a magnet as well, but when they did the launch sequence, it killed the power, so they didn't have the power to magnetize the satellite. <laughs> So then they, they, they have to do a holdo maneuver from Star Wars <laughs> and they have to ram the satellite they in the, the Fiero. NOS. They hit the yeah, NOS. they hit the NOS <laughs> and they drive through the satellite. Yes. They basically are doomed to float in space forever yeah. until they're rescued. Very, is that gravity? The Eating. movie Gravity where they're left oh, to die? Oh, that movie's terrible. Yeah. They just fall, Sandra Bullock falls for an hour. Yep. And that's the movie. She just ping pongs off of things, eventually landing on the beach. Safely. That movie was a 4K demo reel. That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. It's like, okay, a lady gets ejected from her plane and falls to earth from space. Yep. And we just follow her falling from earth to space. Time we're never going to get back. After, you know, obviously the good guys win. We think that Cypher dies because we see her show up in a jet. You and I were excited. Yeah, we see her show up in a jet and Dom launches his vehicle and crashes into Cypher, blowing up her jet. And we got excited. We thought Cypher was gone. But instead, it was a drone that she was flying remotely. The movie ends with the traditional cookout that we get every time. Well, the Toretto's house is being rebuilt. Yes, in East L.A., and Dom, little Brian says grace. Dom wants little Brian to say grace before the movie cuts to black. You know, Hey, we got an empty seat. Mia has a seat next to her, you know, and then it's the blue Nissan skyline yep, pulls up, skyline the pulls up, cut to black. Brian's coming to dinner. Yeah. In a mid credit scene, we see Han show up at Shaw's door. So Shaw is punishing some baddie. Yeah. You know, beating him up a little bit and then uh, hear the doorbell. It's on. 
So Shaw previously thought he killed Han. I don't know what their business so is. So that's either going to lead to the 10th movie or it's going to be Hobbs and Shaw too. We don't know. Yeah. So Han could be in Hobbs and Shaw too. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, especially at now that he's trained with um, Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, in espionage. Apparently everyone's trained with Mr. Nobody because so did you thought that double agent that turned to a Shaw when it was actually Dom's brother, then, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, yeah. Characters, obviously Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, previously a former criminal and professional street racer. <laughs> now an, Who knows? an international spy. Vinny Bennett portrays young Dominic. What do you think about the casting of young Dom? You know what? For this kid being a no-name, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I really did. He was pretty good. Michelle Rodriguez as Letty Ortiz, Dom's wife. Now, I'm going to put myself out there about something, and this is the God-honest truth. Until Fast and Furious, which is the fourth movie, I thought Letty was short for Lettuce. Why? I thought her name was Why? Lettuce. Why I never knew it was Letitia. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone in your life named Lettuce? <laughs> Listen. We're talking about this series. Could it out be out of the realm of possibility that somebody's name's Lettuce? No, somebody just went to space in a Piero. Exactly. Tyrese is Roman Pierce. You stated your thoughts on Roman. Smartest guy in this movie. Yeah. The only guy in this movie who's kind of still what he was. Because like Dom, he was a criminal street racer who was stealing DVD players and is now like the number one for hire. He's a mercenary. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a merc. And then you have Tej, played by uh, Ludacris, Chris, Chris. Chris Ludacris Bridges. He was an auto mechanic in Miami. And he now was. he goes toe-to-toe with the best hacker ever. He knows every type of martial arts, too. Yeah, so all these people make these incredible transformations. Roman's kind of still the same guy. The same dude. That's why I love Roman Pierce. The only, I mean, Roman does less dumb shit now, because if you remember in 2, like he was always like stealing things beyond dumb yeah he's just doing dumb stuff he was still just that random guy from barstow yeah but now he's uh yeah he's still he's still the same guy john cena as jacob toretto dom and mia's brother did really good i did not think he'd be able to pull this off i liked it he's got all of dom's skills but he's like the dark side dom Mm -hmm. so master thief assassin high performance driver young jacob played by finn cole we find out why dom loves dodge chargers all too much because that's what his dad always said hey if you can make a 70 charger go it'll last you 100 years and then you see in that quarter mile race between dom and jacob what's jacob driving the mustang yep. the first time we see jacob in the now time yeah mustang, mustang yep natalie Emanuel is ramsey jordana brewster as mia toretto O'Connor. Oh, yeah, I guess Mia O'Connor, who's Dom and Jacob's sister, Brian's wife. Now, I question her motives why she would return for this mission. I know she says, well, it's my brother, too. But, like... There's no way in hell Brian would let her do that alone. That's what that's I mean. That's the weird like, thing. Like, her being like, hey, Brian... Watch the kids. Watch not only our kids, but also Dom's kid, little Brian. And I'm going to go off to Tokyo. And then what we learned from every movie previously, that wherever the family goes, Brian's going with them. Yeah. So, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we understand logistically, Paul Walker's gone. Yeah. But character-wise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Sung Kang as Han Lu. Han, he's one that you need the uh, detective strings to follow because he, you know, we originally saw him in Tokyo Drift, which takes place later. He's part of Dom's crew. Yep, takes previously. place during six. He was, you know, in a romantic relationship with Giselle. With Giselle. And, and we see her in that cameo uncredited. Tokyo weird. Tokyo. And, yeah. And then uh, Michael Rooker is Buddy. He's on the pit crew of uh, Dom's father's race team. I was hoping he was literally going to be Rowdy Burns from Days of thunder helen mirren returns as magdalene queenie shaw the mother 
mother of Owen and Deckard Shaw. Kurt Russell, for a very small amount, is Mr. Nobody. And Charlize Theron as Cypher with a bowl cut. We mentioned her. We do get Anna Sawai, who portrays Ellie. Now, they're planning on maybe doing a Fast and Furious all-female spinoff. I don't know if she would... If she's going to be part of the team now, since Han's like her dad. They could do whatever they want. I'm in on it. I don't care. I love it. Yeah. We have Thew Rasmussen as Otto. J.D. Pardo plays Jack Toretto, the father of Dom and Jacob. Who some of you nerdy people out there might have seen the NBC short-lived television show Revolution like I did. He was one of the lead characters in it. If In case you might have seen we it. We get Cardi B... For like five seconds and they made such a fucking big deal about that and her lines don't sound great but they're also delivered off camera so you like i'm like initially does she have an english accent in it or no no it's throwing me off she has a whatever she's dominican or whatever her accent is so did they do that adr they did adr because you see her she gets like a line and then they cut away from her and you hear like her lines delivered, so she must have had a, a hard time or something. I don't know. Kind of pointless. Uh, Lucas Black reprises his role as Sean Boswell. Bow Wow. He says his name's not Twinkie anymore, but do they no. ever say so what, what the his fuck new are name you supposed is? To call him? Don Omar comes back. Not uh, Tego Calderon, though. Shea Wiggum is funny as Agent Stasiak because he's got the permanent broken nose from I Brian. love it. Love it. So, which that's the thing you can do at work. You can just punch your your boss and or punch somebody, your coworker, and, and your boss fine. doesn't do anything. So, Jason Statham cameo after the credits. Deck shot. Let's get into some logic and questions from Fast and Furious. So, oh my god, my question: How does Otto and Jacob capture Cipher? So, at the end of eight, she ejects from the submarine or oh the air. She's an airplane and she ejects yeah. from it. And she has parachute. We hear Mr. Nobody update Hobbs and says, you know, we haven't got eyes on Cypher. She's out there. We don't know. And so now when we start this movie, Cypher's captured in a glass box. So was that John Cena? Was that Jacob Toretto? Who's the one who captured? That's the one thing. They never went into elaboration. Like it made sense. Like Jacob had to capture her to get the hands up on Project Ares. Yeah. So do you think now since Cypher gets the drone blown up at the end, do you think that sets up? She's going to be the big bad for the next two movies. Do you think? I think she is. I mean, it would be crazy to kill her in the next one and then have a big bad for one movie. I mean, if we can assume that stinger at the end where Deckshaw is beating that guy in a punching bag and he has like a, a flash drive, maybe he has something to do with the bigger picture that maybe more than Cypher because Deckshaw still needs to get even with Cypher because you remember at the end of eight. Yeah, I think it's Cypher. I think, you know, the fact that it's Charlie's there and and. The fact that she's now been the villain for two movies. We talked about this, you know, at the end of the the episode a couple weeks ago when we talked about Fast and Furious. One thing the series was always lacking was a big bad, a Mm -hmm. villain, you know, just a worthy villain, not a a villain. Like we've had these other villains for one movie or two movies. Yeah. You know, they turned the Shaw's good. I think it has to be Cypher or being a, a cyber terrorist and stealing weapons and all of that. They've now essentially defeated her twice. She doesn't have any credibility. Like I don't take her, her seriously. Blow up Australia or something. There needs to be a massive event that gives yes. has to give her credibility because yeah. I don't take her seriously. No, she has not done anything yet. So what? And that's what I'm thinking is probably going to happen. Like so, what this sets up then 
is the next movie is essentially our part one of the final two. Maybe she comes out on top at the end of 10 and then 11 is, you know. I'm just hoping in the last two movies, Hobbs comes back. We need Hobbs. So I was going to say, it looks like Shaw is back. Yeah. Is Hobbs back? I would hope so. So I, I think maybe. The entire shit that went down in Edinburgh. Yeah. That whole thing is logic. Like at one moment, you have these big electromagnets where if you're in a close proximity of an electromagnet, you're pretty much fucking dead. Oh, I have a lot of problems with the magnets. The magnets are... Because the magnets operate on a dial. Yeah. You can turn them from zero to nine or whatever. Positive to negative, yeah. So there's a lot of like, okay, I'm driving, there's people chasing me. I use the magnets to pin them to my car drive for a little bit and then release them. And then they go flying. Meanwhile, there's bystanders fucking everywhere. Oh, everywhere. And like, there's like an Apple store where all the computers and cell phones get sucked out. The science of how fast does a magnet work? Because like, as they're driving, all the magnetic shit is flying behind the car, not at their car. Yeah, so there's like a two to three so second delay. if the magnets in their car, shouldn't the stuff be flying at their car? You would think so. But instead it's flying like horizontally and taking out the people that are chasing them. That whole sequence, and then I laughed audibly during the movie when you just see John Cena in a nine-mile zip line across Edinburgh. Oh, my God. Laughing my ass off. And, of course, we get another. Here comes Vin Diesel out the side of a building to spear him in midair through the window of another building. So why don't we talk a little bit about our our favorite scenes here? Oh, I got a fucking list. Well, so... What my, my first one that jumps out to me, so they go, what was the country where they go to find Mr. Nobody's remains? It's somewhere in Central America. Yes. They know that once they find the Aries device or whatever it is that Mr. Nobody left for them, they know they've got to get out of there quick. Big time. It's controlled by the military. Yes, because it's controlled by the military. So essentially, Jacob is starts giving chase and they're battling over this Aries device. But Ramsey has real time maps and stuff and it's it's fast and furious fair. It's, you know, them driving maneuvers and things flipping through a minefield. Yeah, through a minefield. (laughs) And they've got to get to the border before, you know, the military. And Ramsey says, hey, there's a bridge up ahead. Well, the bridge up ahead (laughs) looks like it's just a regular walking drawbridge. Yeah, walking drawbridge. It's hung by ropes and planks. Tej and Roman and Ramsey, of course. Drive their Jeep over as it's it collapsing. as it's falling, and the Jeep's got enough oomph in it that it climbs the bridge over the cliff, and they survive. I appreciate they wasted no time to get to the crazy. So, th- yes. So then Cena, oh, yeah. Jacob, they're watching him. They're chasing him, and he just launches himself over a cliff. Nosses and then launches. Yeah, he launches himself off a cliff, which... Yeah. Is crazy, but <laughs> right as he does it, a jet sweeps in. With and, a magnet. And sucks him into the into the jet. And then... So then Dom... And Letty. Basically decide they're going to do the same thing, except for, like, Letty's looking at Dom, like, what are you thinking? You fucking nut. And he, again, jumps off the cliff. He hits, like, the corner of the drawbridge, so the wooden plank and the rope gets wrapped around the wheel. And then it swings them the entire length across the two... It's a massive chasm. Hundreds of yards. Oh, God, yeah. And, but releases perfectly at the right time to let them go onto the opposite cliff yeah. over the border to where the military can no longer chase them. Car still works. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of that. How does the, how do these cars survive? All <laughs> that that big ass truck near the end. How many fucking flips does it do? Down oh the hill? So Lands talk on- about that scene. Talk about that scene. So, <laughs> so once, <laughs> this movie is so good. once they have both 
so the Aries looks like it's on like a mobile giant two halves of a sphere. Yes, it does. And there one was held by Mr. Nobody. One is in Edinburgh. Once they put the two halves together, it still doesn't work without Ellie. Her DNA needs to activate it. Once the villains have the Aries, including Jacob at the time, they're going to use it and time to take over the world. So they have this essentially a mobile a train. Yeah. A mobile. It's like, like a train for the street. It's yes. they call it the beast several times. It's reinforced. It's metal. It's steel. It's, it's bulletproof. like a, a semi or longer length launching fucking cars at it. Tank. Proof. Yeah. yeah. This thing's just, it's literally like a runaway train. It is. They cannot stop it. So even after they've removed everyone from it, they've cleared the thing. (laughs) They still can't stop it. And it's just going and going. They try. So at this point, this is where when they turn on Jacob, he comes back and Letty can't get to where Dom is. So you hear Jacob say, I can get to him. I can get to him. So Jacob and Dom go under the wheels. They're going to flip this thing. Even flipping it does nothing. Nope. So then when we run out of real estate on the street. They're riding it like a fucking surfboard down the street. Down the street. Well, as they're trying to blow it up. They run out of street real estate and we come to like a Grand Canyon rainforest. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's still going. So then they start to roll it. Flipping ass over tea kettle. And Dom's inside of it. Yep. No and problem. that's the plan. He wanted, he, he threw a bomb and then jumped back in it. Dom has literally willingly and with no issue attempted to kill himself three times in this movie. Yes. So he throws a bomb, which flips the thing over, starts it rolling. That's all part of Dom's plan. He's essentially inside running in, in it like a funhouse wheel or something. Gets into the driver's seat as it flips back onto its wheels. Drives away. Drives away. Fucking and brilliant. Swings it out over the cliff, but somehow manages to keep control and drives it away. So brilliant. Yeah. It's so crazy. Brilliant. The one thing that I love the most, I mean, real quickly, we finally get where Dom met Santos and Leo. He met him in Lompoc. We get yeah. that with young Dom. Yeah. We finally pay off that backstory because we're like, where are these two guys from? You met him in Lompoc, everybody. So we finally got that wrapped up. And like I said, too, Roman is the smartest one in this movie. In that little lair that Mr. Nobody used in Edinburgh, Roman says, don't you find it funny that I don't get a scratch on me? None of us get scratches. We have jumped things. We've blown up things. We destroyed a submarine. Nothing. So they roll with it and they make fun of them. Ha ha. And when they're eventually they're in space, ladies and gentlemen, they're in space in an 86 Vero to M4 with pressurized suits that you would do on deep diving and all the candy bar wrappers that Roman ate. But he even says, Roman, there's a a moment of clarity where he says, hey, we need to do this. If we go out, we're going to go out on top of the world. Literally, this will make us immortal. And I love the fact that Justin Lin and whoever else wrote this movie realized, hey, going to have fun with this. People realize how ridiculous this is. This movie went from racing a quarter mile to one quarter mile above the earth. Yes. It's fucking phenomenal and they embrace it and that's what makes this movie so good i mean there's so many damn scenes a big logic issue that i have but it's also a great scene is sean boswell was we covered tokyo drift a couple weeks go back go back and listen to what episode seven he just was a street racer in tokyo sent there because he was a bad kid there was an army brat there twinkie and then han who they met stole from the yakuza yep and he had like his own little crew who would work on his car. This movie made it just didn't bring up the fact that he was doing stuff for the Yakuza. Yeah. It made it sound like he was planted there for Mr. Nobody, yes. but they didn't allude to it. Right. It's weird. And like 
if he was working for Miss Nobody, he wouldn't steal from the Yakuza. Exactly. Anyhow, so Tej and Roman show up to find Sean and Twinkie. In Germany. In Germany, Germany. yeah. Yes, except now <laughs> the two street racer kids and the mechanic now... A rocket engineer. Earl is now a rocket engineer, exactly. They're essentially trying to go get Dr. Emilio Lazardo. They're going full Buckaroo Because they're Bonsai. going full Buckaroo Bonsai with this rocket car. Yeah. Except for their rocket car is a Pontiac Fiero. So they race a jet. They it, wait for this jet to take off and then they race it and then they celebrate. Well, Sean controls it by remote control. Right. They're Somehow not Sean, just being that country bumpkin. Yes. Who everybody made fun of, got sent to Tokyo because he couldn't listen, is now a Top Gun and a scientist. Yeah. And Tej and Roman are like, why are you guys celebrating? You didn't beat the jet. And they said it didn't blow up and it didn't melt is basically. So that's the point at where they're at with the trials for this. Yeah. With this rocket car. So what do you got next? Well, the other big scene is when Jacob admits to Dom after Jacob is freed by his private army that, hey, listen, you think it was my fault that dad died? He wanted to throw that race. Yeah. He asked me to Jerry rig his engine. That's yeah. what he wanted. He wanted money for the family. And then when Dom dies for the second time, pulling down the bridge and everything, he yeah. has flashbacks where he remembers his and dad. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes. So this movie tonally is different, even though Justin Lin directed it, tonally is different from Big any time. other Fast and Furious movie because much of the story is told through flashbacks. It is. And we've seen flashbacks in other Fast and Furious movies, but not quite like this it's dom's so whole growing not, up not yeah not just the flashbacks to dom as a child but we get what's maybe the weirdest out of place scene in a fast and furious movie so dom they're up against it they're in this mr nobody secret underground highway. lair yeah. but to find out jacob used to work for mr nobody and he, he went knew, rogue like yeah Sean. he went rogue and he knows he had run several missions out of this hideout so he basically knew where to find them. Well, they're overwhelmed. And to let everyone get away, Dom, who's now a full-blown Marvel superhero. He is. He locks the... It was a watertight door. Yeah, watertight door. This is like a silo of some sort. Pretty much. Like with some stairs. And so he locks that. He tells like, tell Brian, you know, family. Yeah, something. pretty much. And he fights uh, off an entire fucking army. He fights off a ton of dudes. He throws them over the balconies and stuff. He's killing people. He's snapping fucking so then backs. When Dom can no longer fight them off, he grabs a hold of chains. He somehow pulls the roof down of the structure. Yeah. Because he's that strong. Like I said, goes full Thor. Well, look at him, man. Jesus. But that's when it happens that he pulls it down. We get this. He plummets to the water below. Yes. And we get this full blown massive hallucination flashback thing where dom is like he's at the racetrack seeing his past and he's also seeing his present and his future after jacob put that into his head that his dad wanted this yeah, to happen right so he sees his dad on the phone throwing a race he sees his son we've never had a dream sequence in a very deep yeah. in a fast and furious movie so yeah, real, real standout, like weird scene. And then Letty comes to rescue him. Of course. Yeah. Because she can't let him go off on his own to do anything. They're family, man. Yep. But oh my God, this movie met every expectation I ever wanted for this franchise. It totally is over the top. It's crazy. It's fun. 
Throw logic out the window, everybody. This is a long movie, too. How many fucking previews did we have before this movie? 300? Yeah. There was a ton. But this movie was fantastic. I can't stress it enough. Probably number four on my list now. Okay, so, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I know you've changed your mind on eight. Yes, I did. I watched it again last week, and I, I bumped it up. I said it was near the bottom. I think I have eight, like, sixth in line now. There's only nine movies, and I have eight fourteenth. <laughs> it fucking sucks. It's I, I, I appreciate it more. It I sucks. Do. It's the whole turn with Dom is so bad. It's so it's just so bad how it's, like, written and explained. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy to say far-fetched. But it's like Dom, every, like everything's about family. And in a way it still is because it's about his kid, but he just lets all of the closest people in his life, he let them believe that he's completely turned, switched to the other side. I'll admit that's dumb, but the secret things in behind it, I appreciate it. That's why I moved it up. And Elena just getting killed for nothing. That like sucks. just being a throwaway character. But you needed to write her off in order for Dom and Letty to have a perfect yeah, life. Yeah, it's true. Which is weak, weak writing. Yeah. You have Cypher, who is the introduction of Cypher sucks. With her dreadlocks. So, you know, I don't mind all the stuff on ice. Like it's cool to see him go different places. But there's so many logic things. I just eight just sucks. Like the mission suck. The action's fine. You know, I really like some of the action scenes. I really like the scene with um Shaw protecting the baby. Uh, yeah, the baby with on the, the plane. beats headphones. Good, but it's just not a it's not a good movie. With that being said, we just saw nine. Where do you put nine in yours? I hate to be like a victim of recency bias because we just watched it. I liked it, but probably in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I would do like four or five. That's where I'd put it. I'd probably put it, yeah, five or six somewhere in there because to me, five, I I just would be shocked if they ever top five. Five is such a great action movie. It's just a heist movie movie and it still has all the driving. It's the perfect blend of well they basically shifted the events of what this franchise was with four well with six because they became spy movies they became bond movies basically yeah Yeah, that's true so five is kind of like we're still doing the driving we're not full-blown into like going to space and magnet planes and all this other stuff it's still grounded in reality a little bit i mean there's some gunfights and stuff but five is like okay this is the end of the first five and then we're gonna shift and go in a completely different direction and boy have they ever with this one yeah so if you watch one and then watch nine you'd never believe they were the same thing i didn't think the plot was necessarily thin but like the plot is dom's brother who we've ignored now throughout eight movies we never, never knew he mentioned. existed yeah dom's brother who we never knew was mentioned was a top secret <laughs> super spy <laughs> who's on par with owen shaw hey Vern. and he is working with cypher who's our villain and basically we both knew going into this that somehow he's gonna become a good guy you need to he's a toretto i mean the whole point of this movie, when you want to, if you want to simplify it and put it in a box, show us what happened with Dom's dad since they mentioned it but never showed us. Introduce his brother and have his brother go through a character arc where he switches from being bad guy to good guy. Yeah. And then Cypher gets away to be the villain in the next movie. I mean, beyond that, the movie's just flashing lights and toddler toys. It's just like, you know, bright colors and flashing lights. Now, where do you see F10? Where do you see Function Key 10 going? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, because what we know it sets up so far 
is that Dom gives his car to his brother Jacob. After he said, I once knew a guy that gave me a 10 second car. I once knew a man from Nantucket. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's that's what he tells him and he gives him his keys so yeah he he says a, a guy once gave me a 10 second car for a, a fresh start we see jacob go we see cypher get away to be the big bad i'm assuming for 10 and 11 and everybody makes it out on unscathed so we're gonna have 10 be another adventure. and then brian shows up at the end not really but his car right does. so will brian be back for 10 and 11 it would be weird it would be so knowing that Paul Walker's dead, but bringing back the character of Brian would be so strange, which is why I say in retrospect, it would have been difficult to do. It should have killed him in the movie. Probably would have been easier because now you have this. What the fuck are you going to go with? Considering you don't have Paul Walker. Now, deep fake technology has gotten a lot better since seven, where we saw his face being superimposed on his brother. And from a distance, his brothers look just like him. But I can't wrap my head around the character of Brian O'Connor just being, hey, I'll watch the kids, Mia. Yeah. You go off and deal with this. When Brian well, never stayed away. You know, if if they would have done it correctly with what we were saying, they could have done two birds with one stone. We want to give, so Brian, they write him off at the end of seven as he's going to live with Mia or whatever. If they wanted to give Cypher as a villain credibility, have Cypher kill Brian. In eight, they should have had Cypher kill Brian. I Technically, you could do it in 10 if you wanted to do it this way. And then Cypher kills Brian. That's, I think in 10, Cypher has to kill somebody. Somebody has to die or some big event because needs to happen. Because the crew, I mean, do we see the crew getting through all 11 movies unscathed? Other than Giselle. What if you want a big baddie for the final movie for 11 for them to, hey, no holds barred. What happened if you have, because you can deep fake a voice. Yeah. She has Brian over the phone. Leave me alone, Mia. Leave me alone. All of a sudden you're. You have Cypher kill Brian over the phone, deep faking his voice. So you never have to use his face. You could. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest way out. Yeah. Instead of having to pay the money for it towards a budget to deep fake his face. You can deep fake his voice. Characters dying off screen is always. I know it's not the best. No. But if you're looking monetarily for a cinema company, be like, how much is this deep faking a face going to cost? Yeah. That couldn't have been cheap for seven. Show him from behind. Establish it's him. I still think like what you told me that originally Mr. Nobody was Brian's father. Mm -hmm. I still think you do a reveal where he says, I'm an O'Connor. I think that could still happen. Have him show up at a family dinner. He wants to meet his grandchildren. Yeah. Why not? I, yeah, I, so in 10, so Hobbs and Shaw, I think are untouchable because they're getting a spinoff. I mean, they already so, have. Yeah, That's what I mean. So they're getting more spinoff movies. So I think Hobbs and Shaw, nobody's going to kill them. Yeah. I think. Do, does Hobbs come back in 10 with Shaw? I don't know if Hobbs does, but it looks like Shaw will be back. That'd be cool. Cause the whole Han Shaw thing needs to be resolved. Yeah. I think that Dom's not going to die. I think. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There's no point in Mia dying. I mean, it just, it would weird, make things weird. Letty's already technically already died. Yeah, so you don't want to kill her again. So who would you go to? Have to be like, Roman and Tej or fuck. you could kill Ramsey. Yeah, but nobody gives it. Do That's you really what care? I mean. Like you could kill Ramsey, but she's only been in two movies. So see, the only thing I could think of biggest event would be you kill Dom and her Jacob. 
if you killed Simon Ben and had Jacob and it would be dumb. Yeah, I I think. Or if you don't want to kill the family, like what you said, use a big weapon, wipe out half the population of fucking Australia. You need something. It's weird to have um, movies like this. And maybe it's maybe it's Roman that dies because he spent this entire movie saying they're invincible. So then have them die in 10. Yeah. Have Roman just get killed in 10. But you need to literally see him dead. But I'd be disappointed if they killed him in 10 because to me, he's one of the original, you know, like he's not in the first movie, but like he's one of the original crew members. So maybe that's good because, but I just hate to see Tyrese as an actor and, and Roman's character not make it to the end of the franchise. Yeah, I agree. So I think this movie can only end in one way. And maybe like you said, maybe you're right about, you know, Dom dies, but what if they Dom dies and they Robocop him into a car <laughs> or like make him kid he becomes a 70 charge. I want him to become a car. Oh so that's God. the only way it could end. You know what the funny thing is though? Is that out of the realm of possibility with this series now after seeing F9? Well, absolutely so not. I'm glad that they went to space in this be- for a couple of reasons. They did it absolutely perfectly because if they would have like went into space and, and went to the moon and no, like imagine if they would have went to space and they're like shooting at other people in space, laser, laser yeah, beams, or they're like on a ship in space fighting yeah. dumb because they went to space on a car and to blow up a satellite and then they came back. Yeah. Now you got space out of the way. We can put that past us. Let's go to the future. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think any of that's going to happen. Like future, like have them drive around the rim of a volcano or like anything like that. I think all that's in the past. I think now we can just focus on the characters, where we're going. But if they're going to part one, 10 and part two, 11, 10 needs to have this unbelievably big cliffhanger. That's going to sit there for at least two years. You need something big, but now they're going to have to do something with Brian. They're going to have to, because now they've painted themselves on a corner. Well, they've got, they've got fast 10 scheduled for April of 2022. So less than a year from now. Okay. So I know that they're filming 10 and 11 together. Okay. So they're filming them back to back back to the future two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Get them done. And then they'll show them, I think in 2022, 2023. Now those dates could, if that's only 10 months from now, it seems rather quick. It does seem quick. I would move it to 23. Unless they've been, you know, filming secretly or something. True. I'm curious. I mean, like I said, I, I think. They got the space thing out of the way. They're now at a point where they're grounded and they can just say, let's focus the last two movies on our crew now is Dom, Letty, Jacob, Mia, Tej and Roman, Han, Han, Ramsey, L, or yeah, L. And then you have Santos and Leo, which possibly, but if Leo's now a cook in Brooklyn, if, if you do or don't, doesn't matter. True. And then Shaw, which well, you also have Sean, Twinkie, yeah, yeah. Earl, yeah, and and again, those they're like Queenie. they're like interchangeable. Yeah, I mean, if you do have them or you don't, now I don't. Again, my my thoughts for ten, and we'll go back and revisit in April or whenever ten's released. But my thoughts are that they probably need to establish Cipher more so as villain because she's a villain who's now lost twice. Something major needs to happen. You can't have four movies of them defeating the villain. We need a cataclysm either globally or within the family. She needs to uh, kidnap the Elon Musk. I don't know. She <laughs> needs to do something. Like assassination. This. Use one of those weapons she's after. Yes. She's got to do something. Yeah, we'll see. I, I just I think 10 should be Cipher gets the upper hand. Stay ridiculous though. 10 ends. Yeah. Be ridiculous. Yes. But 10 ends 
with our heroes in a precarious position. Yeah, where, fallen hero or something. Yeah, where either one of them dies, the family gets broken up, something happens. What if you did a double death like Vin and Michelle Rodriguez? Why do we kill Dom and Letty? I still hate Anna Lucia from Lost, so go ahead and kill Letty, and I'll yeah. just pretend it's <laughs> Anna Lucia. So in 11, then, if Cypher gets the upper hand in 10, you know, family faces some sort of, uh, you know, whatever. Then in 11, I want to do the Marvel Endgame slash Lord of the Rings, where the movie's two and a half hours. But we finish everything in an hour and a half. I want a fucking street race in it. I want it all. But then we get an hour of just epilogue. Throw throw all like the greatest hits. And I use that loosely. Like all of a sudden, oh, there's Verona from the second movie. There's Cole Hauser. Here's Dom's cousin from Cuba. DK's back. Here the fuck he is. Here's. uh, Oh, Johnny Tran. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Tran's gang is back. Yeah. Lance, his brother. He wants revenge. Yeah. I mean, I love in like Lord of the Rings where he comes back from the dead. Why not? In Lord of the Rings where, you know, we've got this final epic movie and it's three hours, but an hour and a half, they, everything's over. And then we just get an hour and a half of just watching the characters get to live their lives and be happy. I would love nothing more to then to sit in a theater and watch a fast movie that's three and a half hours long. I'd fucking love it. It might happen. I would love it. But then Endgame does the same thing. Like, you know, they defeat Thanos, the whole, more spoilers, but they defeat Thanos, you know, all the, the heroes save the day. No snap. And then you just get an hour of like Captain America finally getting to live his life. All the fallout. Everybody passes the torch. Yeah. That's what I want in Fast and Furious for them to, you know, rather than just the cookout being the last two minutes of a movie. We get like a half hour cookout where they all get to like get their shit in. Yeah, I don't want to see a cookout in 10. Save it for the end of 11. Yes. I don't want to cook no cookout in 10. in 10. At the end of the end of 10 fucking cypher blows up the cookout. Like uh, whatever. I want everybody. I want the world's biggest fucking dining table uh-huh. at 11 at the Toretto house. Yes. And then everybody gets their moment. Yes. Which we got a really nice moment in this one where Han and Sean reunite. That was great. At the cookout. Yeah, I love that. It was a really nice moment. So I want more of that at the end of 11. Whatever you do at the end of 11, end the action. Give us a little bit of time for it because you know Brian's going to be in it. I just so interested to see how they're going to pull this off. Not have Brian in 11. You have to. He might be in 10, but in 11, (sighs) would you be morally opposed to Brian's in 10 and Cypher kills him? No, because then it's easier that way. Yeah. I hope they don't because Justin Lin's doing, he did this, yeah. he's doing 10 and 11, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. I don't see Justin Lin thinking, hey, we're just going to show a blue skyline show up to the Toretto's house and just leave it at that. Yeah. No, you have to have Brian. I, again, I think they made a mistake when they didn't kill Brian when Paul Walker died because they have cookouts where everybody reunites. Yeah. The explanation for Brian not being there is weird. If you would have just kept an empty chair next to Mia and everybody just remembers Brian for who he was. Perfect. And like you said, it's also weird that Dom names his son Brian after a character who's not dead in the universe. Yeah. Why not name him Paul? Yeah. Name him. Yeah. Whatever. Name him, you know, anything. But like. Or name him after his dad. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, that Brian and Mia named their son Jack. Oh, you're right. After Mia's father. But yeah, yeah, calling him Brian's weird because it's like you named him after your your friend. It's alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Well. I'm sure there's more to talk about, but I think we'll wrap it up with that. Oh, that was great. I what did. a great movie, guys. Yeah. So 
Next week, we'll have our uh, deep end. Season five finale. We're going to do our first ever versus episode. Heads up. So normally we have a a movie and its sequel, a movie and a series. This next week, we're going to have two movies with similar themes. Both kind of fish out of water movies. Yes, they are. Heads up. Heads up. We're going to ask some questions about, you know, better use of the scenery and, and so on. But you'll have to have to wait. You have to wait and see what that is. I'm sure Jim will put it on social media. Damn and, straight. Yeah. We'll see you next week. I live my silencia a quarter at a time.